Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jump everyone, and welcome to another episode of Radio Harambe. This is your host, Safari Mike, and I am joined, of course, by the lovely monster. And if you don't know uh, what is the origin of Christina's nickname, the monster, then I recommend you go on YouTube and search Christina Outruns a Monorail to, uh, to determine, <laughs> to find out why she's called the monster. But uh, um, we are here today at Radio Harambe, and we are going to do our annual tradition of wish list for the coming year for Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge. And for those of you who have not heard it before, what we do is we do three little things, two medium things, one big thing, and then one uh, Disney World big thing um, in, as our wish list for what we hope is in the coming year. Before we get started, though, I want to uh, direct your attention to our T Public store. We just released a brand new T-shirt uh, for Gico, designed by Christina. And for those of you who don't know, and if you listened to our last episode, you heard me talk about how Gico might never reopen. Well, Disney, of course, about an hour after we recorded that show, announced Gico is coming back. Um, it'll be coming back uh, this spring, so uh, we released a T-shirt designed uh, for Gico. So I recommend you go out there and check it out. All proceeds from all of our T-shirts go to conservation, and currently we are doing Okapi conservation. Although I believe we're going to switch it up to Red Panda conservation soon because of the new Pixar movie coming out in March uh, about a red panda. So I will, we will let you know when when we switch. But check out the store, T Public. You can check it out. Uh, you go on my Twitter at John Borvery One, or um, my Instagram Safari underscore Mike, or the Instagram account Disney's Animal Kingdom. You'll see a link to the T Public store. But uh, we are going to be talking about wish lists. And are you ready, Christina? I am. Are you? You steal mine every year. I am ready. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who have listened in the past, when Dave and I did this, I. Uh, would often credit Christina for the, at least for the last couple of years because she gave uh, gave me pretty much all the good ideas that I had. Speaking of last year, when Dave and I did this, uh, we both um, I would say we both basically tied. Our big thing for both of us was an announcement of something new coming to the Rivers of Light Theater, and of course, uh, for those of you who you know listen to the show. Go to Disney's Animal Kingdom or just follow Disney. Know that there is a new show there now called Kite Tales. I'm not sure that's what either one of us really had in mind. Something so minor, but um, but they are using the theater, so I give credit uh, for both of us. We I think we tied on that one. I did say, and again, I stole this from Christina, a Disney specific uh, scented hand sanitizer, and I did find some 
in uh, Disney uh, on the, uh, in, uh, in I was going to say Pleasure Island, but that's the old name. But um, Disney Springs. Disney Springs, but they don't have. Uh, it wasn't specific to Animal Kingdom; it was more generalized Disney one. So I don't think I get a credit for that. What do you know, right? No, not even half a point. Okay, so Dave and I tied last year. We usually don't get any of them right, but again, the the, the concept is going to be three little things, two medium things, one big thing, and then one big thing for Disney World, or at least one thing for Disney World. Um, would you like to start with your first little thing? Okay. Go ahead. Um, it, if anyone doesn't know, I am a runner, and I love a specific brand of running sunglasses called Gooders, and they have about a million different combinations and pairs and designs, and they usually have really fun designs. They're... Um, they're no slip, no bounce, which is perfect for running. It's also perfect if you're in really hot, humid air and you're sweaty. So I recommend everyone try them out. And they're really, really affordable. But um, as I was saying, they have a lot of fun, different designs on them. And I think that the Animal Kingdom should uh, team up with Gooder and make Animal Kingdom Gooders. Maybe for the different lands or just with maybe the Tree of Life. Um, I, I see them, the running store here in Vegas has their own type, their brand, their own gooders. So why not Disney World? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Disney does do the Run Disney events all the time, and they're, mm-hmm. they're back in full swing now. So it, it does make some sense to have like some sort of merch available specifically for Disney run. So would it, would a run Disney gooder one be good for you? I yeah, and I was just thinking um uh Run Revel, which is a running uh race company, kind of like how Run Disney is a race company and they hold multiple different events and Revel holds multiple different events and they have their own pair of gooders with their symbol etched into uh, the top corner of the sunglasses and on the side. And I got those one year when I ran their marathon. So yeah, a run Disney gooder w- would totally work. Um, I think we're supposed to make it animal kingdom centric. So I-, I think they could have a lot of fun with different, you know, designs for Harambe, different ones for Anandapur. I mean, they could do a, a lot with them. And, um, and I'd love to see those out there. I think that's a great idea. I think uh, Disney, it's Animal Kingdom specific running glasses would be fun. I mean, they they do have some sunglasses, but not runner specific ones. I mean, this is a different kind of breed of, of, of sunglasses. Well, and and like I said, even if you're not a runner, um, there are no slip, no bounce. So as you're running around the park, maybe not actually running, but, you know, moving around the park and it's a summer day and you're sweaty, those sunglasses are not going to slip off. So um, it would be perfect for Animal Kingdom, the hottest park at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are good sunglasses. I, I have a few pair myself, not nearly as many as Christina. Christina has about a thousand of them. <laughs> I have uh, three or four pair. They're good sunglasses. They are relatively cheap. And uh, anybody who has seen uh, <laughs> pictures of me on Twitter knows that I'm not a runner, and um, but but I still enjoy them. So I am going to go now. 
And this one is pretty obvious and maybe it would be better suited for a medium, but I'm going to stick it in little things because, and that is, uh, simply put, bring back Burdika or in the alternative, bring back some kind of entertainment in, in Harambe that is a little bit peppier than, you know, just Cora Tinga Tinga walking around. They have started bringing back live entertainment. For example, Cora, we, as we talked about, Cora Tinga Tinga has come back. Uh, they are using a sitar player now in Anandapur. I think the time is right now for uh, bringing back more significant entertainment choices. I mean, obviously, my first choice would be Burdika. I mean, I think that would be everybody's first choice. But even if they don't want to go down that path, bring some sort of, uh, you know, African band um, to that stage on a daily basis because Harambe just comes to absolute life uh, when somebody's playing there. Uh, Again, Burdik is the best one, but um, you know if they brought something else back uh, or some or some new act, that would be uh, what I would love. So I would want Disney to bring back some type of music band for music act for uh, Harambe on a regular basis. Any thoughts? <laughs> Do you think I got a chance on that one? Well, they're starting to slowly bring back bands. But my my question is, would this would this be a point to you if they bring it back for like a special occasion? No, I want something permanent. I want like okay. uh, somebody there all the time. Uh, and by I don't that doesn't even necessarily have to be daily. Maybe it's you know three or four days a week or something. But uh, you know, Burdika and the Tam Tam drummers played every day. Um, sometimes they rotated the performers because, you know, obviously people get are entitled to a couple of days off a week. But, uh, yeah, no, I want something there permanently, not just, you know, for a, a month-long engagement or for some sort of special event. Um, I want them back permanently. I think I have to, in terms of this, for me to get a point for this, there has to be a music act playing there consistently, permanently. I haven't been back since before the pandemic so I, I don't even I can't imagine a Harambe without live music and entertainment and dancing and that's what made it special so mm-hmm. um, it's definitely different I mean when I was there in March of last year it was definitely different so let's go to your second little thing okay um, so anyone with kids who goes to Disney World um, has probably had uh, something happened where a kid has an accident or they throw up on you or um, something like that. I, I can say we went to Disney World recently and I had a son that did have an accident. Disneyland. Not Disneyland, Disneyland, sorry. Yeah. And we went to the Children's Center because every park has a Children's Center and we're no novices to Disney. And they told us to go buy clothes. And I sent you around to all the different stores they told us to try. And we couldn't find clothing for him. And we ended up leaving. So, well, I know the argument to this is that Disney's about making money. They will never do this. Um... We ended up leaving a couple hours earlier than we planned, and we probably would have spent more money, got the kids' treats, something like that, had we stuck around. And so my next one is that 
I think that they should have extra clothing for kids of all ages, not just toddlers and babies, in the children's center. If you have a kid that threw up during a ride on himself or had a bathroom accident or heck, even <laughs> threw up on you, although it's usually not hard to find adult clothes, but, but, um, but you know, you couldn't find anything. And I know that during the run Disney events, people are stripping clothing off and throwing them to the side. People leave things in the hotel rooms all the time. And you know, what a, wonderful like outreach for Disney. It doesn't cost them anything other than the laundry of it. Wash all of those things, supply them in the kids center in case, you know, some poor mom is stuck in a situation where, oh my gosh, my six-year-old had, you know, an accident because they were, you know, scared on ride or they got motion sick and threw up all over themselves. And now I either have to leave the park and go home or you know, or, or find something that they can change into. Well, I, I think you're right in one of, in one aspect in that Disney's probably never going to do that. They're not going to give away <laughs> free clothes. That's, that's true. Um, it does make sense for them to have children's clothes available, available for sale at a children's care center so you don't have to go running around the park. I mean, God forbid you were alone. I mean, I, I was there. That's how it happened is I, I was alone. Right. You I went to go run and do something. Right. I was shopping or grading to- snacks or whatever the heck it was. But yeah, I mean, if you were, a, you know, a single parent and you were the only one there with the kid, you couldn't leave them there and go running around trying to find clothes. No. No. And like you said, me trying to find clothes. I mean, the, the stores they directed me to didn't have anything. I don't know why they directed me to those stores. So I think having something at the child care center to purchase might be more uh, in line with Disney's uh, thinking right now. Um, or, or, or at least have a better idea as to what's available in the stores and direct me to actually a place that would, or direct the person to actually have you know, stuff. Get, get, a, get a partnership with Fruit of the Loom or something like that and have basic sweatpants in every size available right. so that if a kid throws up all over themselves, you know, mom doesn't have a, oh my gosh, I, you know, all of our, clothings with the ballet mm-hmm. or whatever which i think was what ours was is we had already checked out for the day that's true <laughs> it was our last day there so we had already checked out of the hotel we did not have access like we would have the previous days uh to our our luggage and at the point in which we checked it back out we said well let's just go let's just leave yeah i mean i think this is a good one it would make a lot of sense i mean they could partner with fruit of loom or they could partner with target which they have some sort of uh, arrangement with anyway i mean they could well, target sells fruit of the loom that's oh, what their basic sweats are yeah, yeah. is that right i mean I thought yeah. they had their own brand i thought they had their own brand but whatever oh. it doesn't matter um I, I agree with you on that one should i go for my second one sure so if, for those of you who know, Epcot's getting kind of a refresh and they're you know, doing all sorts of things. And one of the things that they're doing at Epcot is putting in a new Walt Disney statue. I believe it's called the Dreamer or something like that. It's him sitting there staring off into space. I guess he'd be looking at Spaceship Earth or maybe World Showcase or whatever. But a part of the new Epcot is that they're bringing a Walt statue. Now, I said this back a, a quite a while ago, back when we were doing our Hall of Fame episodes of, of Disney's Animal Kingdom. And I said this with Joe Rohde. 
I want Disney's Animal Kingdom to put a statue of Joe Rody, similar to the ones of, of Walt Disney. But wouldn't it be great if you had one of these little bronze statues, maybe Joe Rody doing like sketching something, uh, you know, in front of the Tree of Life or, or whatever. But have, you know, we have all these Walt statues and that's great. I mean, you know, all these parks are, you know, came from Walt. But as I said back then, Disney's Animal Kingdom is Joe Rody's park. It's not Walt's park. It's Joe Rody's park. And I would love, since he just retired, I think it would be a fantastic tribute to the guy who basically created the park and ran it for 25 years. Uh, have Joe Rody, a little statue of him somewhere, where, wherever, Rafiki's Planet Watch, in front of the Tree of Life, wherever you want to do it. In front of the park, maybe at, you know, in the Oasis, whatever. But I think that would be a great tribute to the guy who, who basically created the park uh, and was in charge of it for so many years. He just retired. I think it would be great. Your thoughts? I think a lot of people are going to be upset that you don't want to something with Walt. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not Walt's park. I mean, Walt's fine. I mean, well, the, 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 the... What if it was Joe Rody showing the plans to Walt or something? Sure. If you want to do that, that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, you got Walt statues in the two California parks. Mm -hmm. You got one in the Magic Kingdom. You got one coming now at Epcot. And that's what made me, you know, think of it was because I saw the plans for that. And it's a perfectly fine statue. Um, although, and, and, and those are part, I mean, Cal, not California Adventure, but I mean, Magic Kingdom, I mean, you know, there's all the famous you know, uh, Walt showing you what his thoughts were for Epcot. I get all that because those are all his brainchild. But Walt had nothing to do with Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's Joe's Park. California Adventure either, which is why I think no. people are going to be like in fits. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. Take Walt That's fine. Out of it. <laughs> That's fine. All right, so let's do your third one. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, do you remember when the live action of Pete's Dragon came out? Sure. And there was Disney partnered with the National Park Service. I don't oh. know if anyone knows this, but uh, they did. Okay. They did. Um, so did Subaru. Subaru partnered with the National Park Service. So did um, Disney. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I know that relationship already exists. And I don't know why they haven't done more with it, but I think it would be wonderful if they had actual ranger talks throughout the park. Kind of an edutainment sort of thing, because we already know that the partnership between the National Park Service and Disney exists. Okay. And I think that people don't have a good idea when we think of conservation we think of you know rangers saving elephants in africa but we don't know what conservation looks like in our own country um nor do a lot of people care um so i think cons because we have that relationship already disney and the national park service and I think it would be wonderful for them to bring in actual rangers to talk about programs that are going on for conservation right here. Okay, that's not bad. I like that one. Uh, so it would be actual rangers coming in as opposed to like rangers training cast members or cast members pretending to be, you know, in ranger outfits. It would be actual federal employee park rangers or state employee park rangers. Is that the. I think so. I mean, the National Park Service already does ranger talks. Okay. They do. So I think it would be around like the same sort of program. They have an entire out 
education outreach program to educate the public. Um, they go and they do talks at schools. They'll do talks at like parks, um, at you know community events. Similar similar program, you know, just doing it at a theme park where there would be uh, much more reach. Okay, I could see that. I mean, they do. Uh, uh, they they. It's not park rangers and it's not really conservation related so i think this would be i mean they do have cast members at like the trails telling you about gorillas telling you about komodo dragons whatever mm-hmm. but uh it's not really specifically talking about park uh, like conservation in it of itself it's more of this is a komodo dragon and you know they live this so many years and etc except they live in this area of the world so i think that would be a lot of uh, that would be interesting i i certainly would enjoy it that's for sure um you know, maybe you could tie it into the wilderness explorers somehow, or or something along those lines. Um, but I think that could work. I, I like that idea. My last one is pretty simple. Um, uh, you know, I was in Disney's Animal Kingdom in 1998, and I loved Flame Tree Barbecue uh, at that time. And Christina and I were just talking about this a couple of days ago. But the 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 restaurant has gone downhill over the decades, where it has been essentially the same. Uh, for, for for so many years, and it's just the quality of the food has gone downhill a little bit. I, you know, the chicken is drier. I, I don't know what it is, but it's just not as good as it was when the when the restaurant first opened. Um, I, it's a great space, but I really would like a refresh of the Flame Tree Barbecue menu. Maybe even changing it from barbecue to something else. I don't know. But I, it needs some sort of redo and or rethinking of it. I mean, you have. Uh, I was in Epcot uh, the last trip I went to. I went to the Regal Eagle, the new barbecue place in um, Epcot at the American Pavilion. Far better than what's at Flame Tree. So even if they want to stick to barbecue and just redo the menu and change it around a bit and add some new things. But it just it's just really gotten kind of old hat and it, it just needs kind of some some spark to get to bring it back to being a quality counter service restaurant, uh, which it was back in the 90s and even the 2000s. But it is no longer uh, a high quality, one of the better counter services in uh, in Disney World. No, my favorite Disney restaurant is, uh, well, one of my favorites, I guess. At Disneyland is the Bengal Barbecue. What if they did something like that? The that would skewer. be absolutely fantastic. For those of you who have not been to California, Bengal Barbecue is an adventure land, and it serves these meat skewers. And I think and guess they had they had, vegetables. Yeah, they did have vegetable yeah. asparagus or something, if my memory serves, right? Well, so you can get just grilled vegetable skewers for our friends who are vegetarian. I know there's a, a good number of them that are Disney fans. Um, you can get those on skewers, and then they also have... Of uh, the safari skewers, mm-hmm. which I kept trying to get Safari Mike to have safari skewers, <laughs> which are asparagus and bacon. So that wouldn't be vegetarian friendly, but they do have vegetarian options, which is like bell peppers and things like that on a, on a skewer. Um, it, but gosh, it is so good. They, it it is fantastic. So That's a perfect, a perfect refresh of Flame Tree. I'm sorry I didn't think of it, but they, see, I'm even stealing your ideas now. <laughs> So uh, I would love, but I, I mean, just something, uh, something different, something to change things up. Now let's move on to the medium, and I am going to let Christina continue to go first. Go ahead. What's your first medium one? 
Okay, I feel like all of mine have a story. Um, so for the, those who don't know, my, my eldest son um, has some mental behavioral challenges. He's autistic. And I think about, you know, that autistic kid that ran into the, uh, the, the pool by imagination mm-hmm. in yeah, Epcot, Epcot yeah. and things like that. And, um, they have, they have the baby rooms, but those aren't exactly calm. And I think, um, as as a mother who with a with a child that gets overstimulated very easily i mean disney can be quite hard for us um i would like um in my work we call them green rooms but that's not really a good description um like a calm room like somewhere you can go where they can just kind of get out of the noise um maybe put on noise canceling headphones or just somewhere that they can go and have some space and calm down. Um, and, and I, I think it's very much needed in a park like that because you want to take your kids and have these great experiences. But, um, if you have a child that's at all behaviorally challenged, um, it can really spiral on you, not just, um, negative things that affect them, but even just happy and excitement and stuff, it can just be overwhelming. And I think there's a real need for that. And, um, you know, Disney has the ADA like accommodations that they, that they try to do. So I think it's something that they would be open for, but, you know, even like the last time we went, we went to go try to see what we could do in the ADA line and, the ADA line was longer than any other, like anything else we were going to go do that day. And I was like, I can't force him to sit through this to see what accommodations they had. So I think if it was just a place that we could take, that parents who have kids that need downtime, mm-hmm. um, that they could go take them there, I, I, I think that would make a world of difference to parents. I think when you're describing that, the first thing that popped into my mind, well, two things popped into my mind. Uh, number one is they in this COVID, this COVID day and age, there are uh, they've they've converted spaces now to, to have maskless, you know, so you could take your mask off and relax. So it would, I mean, if they could do that, they could certainly make an area for for people with uh, children who get overstimulated, et cetera, et cetera. I also thought of, you know, I. When I'm at Epcot, I'm a, for those. I'm a DVC member. I like my kids always like to go to the DVC lounge at the top of In Imagination, like that kind of space where it's just some chairs, just relax. You know, you could have like maybe some books that the kids can look through, or you know, things like that. Um, something like that. I mean, they have that for DVC. There's no reason why they can't do it. There's plenty of spaces all over. I mean, I mean, how many? I mean, for example, in, in Magic Kingdom, they don't use Stitch building anymore. I mean, it's an empty building. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's empty buildings. I mean, there are so many empty lounges at Epcot. Each one of those pavilions had like a corporate lounge that they don't use anymore. Um, there is space in, you know, Restaurantosaurus. They close rooms for, for no reason whatsoever just because they don't need to have it open. I mean, there are plenty of spa- empty spaces where they could actually do stuff like that, not just you know, a lounge for, you know, DVC members or things like that. They could have it for, for this. And I think it would be great because, I mean, like, for example, that kid that jumped into the fountain. I mean, I know 
on Twitter, like a lot of people are bashing the parents on that, which was absolutely ridiculous for people who don't have kids, and certainly for people who don't have kids that have, you know, behavioral issues like autism and stuff. I mean, you turn around for one second, the kid could be gone, and and in that pool, it, it there's that it, it happen it happens to everybody who is. I mean, People who have kids know that if you, there are times when you turn around and like you know pay for the soda, and you know you're you're you've turned around for thirty seconds, and when you turn back around, that kid's gone and in the pool. <laughs> in imagination, it happens. So I mean, kids, especially kids that have uh, behavioral issues, that would be a huge benefit, I think, for parents just to go someplace to sit for half an hour, cool down in an air conditioning, you know, make them sit down. You know, maybe have some like books or whatever that they can leave through or any, Just, anything. You know, I, I think noise canceling headphones, like headphones, like just n- no stimulation. Because a lot of times, my my son is spun up with um, too much stimulation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it, it's something that's. I think because they do have accommodations. It's something I could actually see them being open to. And, um, you know, if they get some experts in there, especially for kids who are autistic, um, that can help create the spaces. Um, you know, heck, I, I know I know adults that have anxiety attacks mm-hmm. at Disney sure. because they didn't expect it to be as... Pricey? <laughs> no, I'm not pricey, but I'm you know, you know, suddenly there's lines or a ride breaks down and you're stuck inside some room or, you know, right. I, you know, I mean, it, even for adults, you know, I'm talking about kids because a lot of times adults have come up with their own coping skills that kids have not yet, Sure, sure. but even for adults, I think, I think, uh, calm rooms would be, um, would be really beneficial. It would be a, tr- a tremendous beneficial. I don't know if Disney will ever do it, but I think it would be tremendously beneficial. And they do certainly have the space for it. I mean, we're not talking about a big investment here. We're talking about just using an empty room, um, so which they have plenty of nowadays. All right, so my first medium is one that I've used uh, pretty much every year, and I've decided that I'm going to keep bringing it up every wish list until they eventually do it. <laughs> And this was actually one that Christina gave me, you know, several years ago now. And that is in Avatar Land. Um, Pandora, the world of Avatar has what we all, we've all been there. It's beautiful. And it has tremendous amount of water features, which I think are great. I have always been an advocate of more stuff for little tiny kids. Um, You know, kids that are not 44 inches that can ride the big roller coasters and things like that. Um, I want to see a water play area at Avatar Land. I mean, if you want to hear more in depth about it, go for the last couple of years on the wish list and you can hear me talk about it more. But it just seems so obvious to me to be such a great idea would blend in perfectly with the land thematically and aesthetically. And they would have, you know, you have the flight Flight of Passage, which has lines that are three hours long and the Navi River Journey has long lines. Just to give the kids like a, a, a like a little downtime and a little kind of you know burn off some of that energy after waiting on lines all that time, I think it would be absolutely fantastic. I know Christina is a big a, a big proponent of this idea because she's actually the one that gave it to me, <laughs> so I will let her say whatever she wants about it. 
Oh, I, I mean, here in Vegas, every single playground, because we, it gets so hot here, um, which it does too in, uh, in Orlando, um, we have water play areas in every single park. So it's kind of, it's, it's custom to us out, out here. And having uh, a son who did have a, a case of heat illness and we had to rush him over to the medical center at Animal Kingdom, um, I think, I think it'd be extremely useful. Yeah, I mean, I and again, I think I, I think there should be more stuff for toddlers and and little kids, and I think every Disney theme park should have some sort of playground like the Boneyard, like the Honey I Shrunk the Audience thing that is now gone, and a, you know, uh, Magic Kingdom has the Casey Junior Water Play Area, Epcot has a little little tiny water play areas. It, this one doesn't have to be big. You do have the Boneyard if you want to like the kids want to run around for an hour or so. But this would be a great little thing for for Avatar. For, um, what's the ride with the Banshee? Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage. So Flight of Passage would be one where if you have little kids, you're probably doing a a baby ride pass switch. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember what they're called. But, um, But you're probably doing one of those. So whichever parent is not, is, is waiting with the kids, while you're doing the ride pass switch thing. Um, I mean, what else are you going to do with them in Avatar Land? Maybe the drum area, but you can only do that for so much. However, if they had like a little playground or water play area there, yeah, you could just sit there and let the kids play. And, mm. you know, because kids don't want to sit there and wait for mom or dad to ride a ride. They want to do something themselves. So, uh, Yeah, I think it's great. So let's go to your second medium one. Well, I have to ask you about this because I have an alternative. Is that on your list? No. No? Okay. All right. Um, So recently we did a Thanksgiving at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom show. And on it, I said we should really campaign that. (laughs) So on my wish list is for them to do a harvest festival at Animal Kingdom because I think it fits perfectly. Yeah, it does. And I I don't want to go back and delve deep into what we went through, but, um, you know, go back to listen to that show. It was only two shows or maybe three shows by the time this comes out. Um, You know, it was, you know, back in November. It was shortly after actually Thanksgiving. It might have been released in, in December. So go back and listen to it. There's a lot of good ideas. I mean, a harvest festival just fits perfectly thematically with uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. So, um, I think that's a great idea. I think that's probably, probably more of a large, you know, a big thing as opposed to a medium thing. But that's okay. We'll let we'll let it slide now. Um, <laughs> my second one, a second medium one, and this maybe also be a uh, is really more of a large one in today's day and age. But and it's never going to happen, so I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. But I'm going to bring it up anyway. And that is um, for in Anandapur, you have like the great. Um, Gibbon exhibit that's just sort of on its own. It's not part of a trail. It's just part of the story. I would love to see something like that in Shirkazong. I mean, I've campaigned for it, Shirkazong, in the, you know by Everest to have its own animal trail, but I'm, I'm just going to go for just one exhibit. Now, my dream would be golden monkeys from China because they're highly endangered. They are in plenty of zoos in Asia, but not a single one in the United States. And, you know, 
Disney has a relationship with the Chinese government. You know, they've opened theme parks there and that kind of thing. So they might be able to score a, a you know some golden monkeys as opposed to other zoos in this country. That would be fantastic. Just to have an exhibit that's sort of part of the background, part of the theme. You know, it could be like ancient Tibetan ruins that they're running all over. Uh, red pandas are another idea, or or something along those lines. I want to see a exhibit of an animal uh, in Shirkazong. That is my second medium one. I don't know. That sounds a little bit like a large. <laughs> it, it is. It's 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 kind of like a large, uh, to be honest. <laughs> no, that's fine. My large one is actually going to be bigger than this, um, and it's also going to be animal centric. But I'll let you go for your large one first. Well, I wonder if we have the same large one because mine is also go ahead. Bigger. Let's see it. And um, I would like an aquarium, and not a small one. I want a full size aquarium. I love aquariums, and. Uh, I think no one goes to that Nemo show. No, in fact, I think it's still. Um, pl- pl- I think I believe it's still closed. It is a huge amount of space there, and then as you're walking over to Asia, they could wipe all of that out and make just a giant aquarium. And uh, I, I think it would be beautiful. I think that. The ocean is not represented in the animal kingdom at all, which, you know, there's no... Fact. Other than the Nemo show, yeah, no, there's no... Yeah, no, and, and you know, the Nemo show, that that's, um, amphitheater, is it's hot and no one really goes to it and it's kind of off back by itself away from everything and, you know, I, I think it would be better used for an aquarium and and people would go if anything just because aquariums are usually indoors and they're cool people would go i mean you could build it um you could knock down the theater but you could even i mean they they've for example they've taken down primeval world there's space in between the theater and dino land that they could they could probably build an aquarium in that general vicinity as well and make one (laughs) <laughs> maybe not a big, big one. But the other thing, I mean, you do have the Living Seas in Epcot. So I'm not sure if Disney's ever going to build another aquarium since they already have one. I, it's the Disney's Animal Kingdom and I, I, we're missing I, an entire... I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. No fish. But, well, I mean, there are some, but very little. And, you know, and that's like saying, well... Why do we have Africa represented for Harambe over there when we have Africa in Epcot? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. What Africa do we have in Epcot? I mean, Morocco, but that's not really very similar to... Well, it's a hut. It's a hut, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, there. You're talking about that thing. You know, and, and, and it's just, we, you know, it's like saying that, you know... Asia and Africa shouldn't exist in the animal kingdom because Listen, they exist in, in Epcot. No. And I don't think that's a good excuse at all. No, no, I, 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 I think they can both exist and both be wonderful. Okay. And one has manatees. So just don't put manatees in animal <laughs> kingdom. You'll be fine. I don't disagree with you. I, I don't want you to get mad at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I think aquarium would be fantastic. I would love it. I just think with the current leadership at disney the first thing they'll say is you know if somebody brought up let's bring let's put an aquarium animal kingdom the first thing they'll say is what are we gonna do that for we have one in epcot i mean why are we gonna do that 
I, that's I, why this is a large. Yeah, it's, it's a big wish yeah. that probably is unlikely. It is a wish. I think it's wishful thinking is what I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Um, all right. So that's your big one. That's my big one. My big one is similar to you and that it's animal related. And um, I think I've mentioned this on Twitter before. I would love now that Primeval World is gone. And we seem to be doing something different in Dinoland. And I do not want uh, Dinoland to go away. I love the Dino Institute. I love that area. I love Restaurantosaurus. I think Chester and Hester's is a cool store. Though I should go back to selling just Dino Thucks stuff. But the, the Dino-Rama area could go. And I would love to see an animal trail. Um, you could call it the Cretaceous Trail if you want. Um, an animal trail dedicated to animals that are kind of prehistoric-ish. In other words, things like the platypus that was around during dinosaur times, uh, uh, long-snouted gharials that are crocodilians that date back to the time of dinosaurs, cassowaries that are these giant land birds in uh, New Zealand that um, they look like, I mean, they look like velociraptor. They look like something out of Jurassic Park. Things like that, you know, four or five exhibits on, and a, and on a trail dedicated to animals that are dino, maybe, I mean, birds obviously come or are the descendants of dinosaurs. There are some animals that are still around that were around at the time of dinosaurs or at least close relatives of theirs, like platypuses. I mean, they're different than they were back then, but they were still platypus-like animals um, in that area, um, that dinosaur time, I would absolutely love that. And, and I think people would love platypuses at, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. I think that would be great. Uh, that could be kind of the star of that uh, particular uh, trail. But that's what I want. Uh, that's my I, wishful I think, thinking. I think we have uh, a higher probability of getting one of your, your brother's big a panda than we do a platypus. But That's probably fair. <laughs> that's probably fair. Um, the platypus is a little bit easier to get. I mean, there are a few here in this Aww. country. Um, I don't see Disney spending a lot of money to dedicate a, a, an attraction to uh, giant birds and rare crocodilians. No, I, I, I agree with you there that it's, again, wishful thinking. Uh, but that's what I would love to see, something like that uh, over in Dinoland and give that area something new. Um, I'm very concerned that they're just going to trash the whole dinosaur dino land and make it Zootopia or something ridiculous like that. So that's what I hope is that um, you know they they double down on the dinosaurs uh, area and keep Dino Land going. Well, I, I think a trail like that would be very cool. Okay, I like it. Now for our worldwide big one. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first for a change? I'm sure we don't have the don't same worry. thing, so it doesn't really matter. No, we don't. <laughs> I already know we don't. <laughs> okay, mine is going to be one that you would never, ever, ever pick in a million years. But I'm going to bring this one up. And I'm going to go to Disney's Hollywood Studios. And um, for those of you who are, you know, very much involved in Diz Twitter, might have seen eh, maybe like six months ago or so, uh, plans uh, or leaked alleged leaked plans of a third park in Disneyland, and what many people noticed on the the drawing or the rendition, the artistic rendition or whatever, the sketch of what what would be there, noticed a giant, huge panther 
uh, as one of like the as one of the lands, and of course that's a reference to, and I know you wouldn't know this, but many of our listeners would, uh, reference to Wakanda and the Black Panther movies from Marvel. Don't sell me short. I know what that is. Okay. I haven't seen the movie, but I know what it is. Okay. Well, I knew you know what the movie was, but I don't think you would know what the Black Panther, like the giant panther statue would symbolize. But anyway. I am married to you. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think this would be fantastic. I am concerned. I mean, concern's a strong word, but, you know, you hear rumors every once in a while that, you know, Disney might, you know, convert Harambe into a Wakanda or put Wakanda into Disney's Animal Kingdom, which I think would be a terrible idea. However, it is one of the Marvel's biggest movies. They're making a new Marvel, uh, you know, a new Disney Plus series on Wakanda. They're, you know, Black Panther 2 is coming out in a couple of years. It's obviously a big deal to uh, for Disney. It's a big moneymaker. And I think Wakanda would be perfect for uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios. And, you know, I hope nobody gets mad at me, but the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular is very long in the tooth. It's a big, huge area. You can plow that over and build a mini land there, you know, have the giant panther, you know, walk in there. You, you don't have to have like three or four rides. It could just be one major attraction. Um, I personally am very partial to certain types of African food. For example, Ethiopian food, I think is fantastic. You could probably do some sort of ethnic cuisine there too. Um, you could sell all sorts of stuff. You can have, you know, you have the Jedi training academy. You can have a Dora Malaji training academy there. And for those of you who don't know, those are, that's um, you know the, the 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 women warriors who have all their shaved heads. Uh, you could do like a little you know kid thing there where you can you know have that kind of kind of uh, you know interactive experience with uh, characters from the Black Panther series. Um, and this way, it would keep it away from Disney's Animal Kingdom. So this is sort of kind of an Animal Kingdom thing too, because I want to deflect any type of uh, Marvel coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom. But I want to see a Wakanda land built at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's my uh, big one. You're right. I didn't. Get, I didn't pick that. <laughs> I, I, ne- I never in a million years would think you would have picked that. But I want to hear what your biggie is. Um. So, I would like a new run Disney race. They have been cycling through the same ones over and over again, and. I've run them all. I have no desire to go and repeat them. Um, They all kind of run through the same places anyways. They just change the name and theme. Um, And so if they were to do a new one at Disney World, I would like it to be a resort tour. So every single one they have now, you run through the four parks. When when you're doing the longer races, you run through the four parks. but I think they do so much theming within the resorts. They could do another marathon or maybe in segments half marathon through some of the resorts that they have because they're so well themed. I think it would work just as well as running through the parks. I think that could work. Um, I think that's something that Disney may do. I mean, this this is actually one that could actually happen. I mean, yeah. they they could they they definitely well. <laughs> they make a lot of money with the run Disney. They charge. Say, that's the only 
problem is they make tons of money without having to really revitalize anything or do true. anything new. True, true. But if, if they added a race, I mean, they're not necessarily going to get rid of the Disney Marathon now, but maybe build, do another race at some point that's uh, resort related. Um, I could see them doing that. Um, like I said, they make a lot of money on Run Disney. The people spend a boatload. I, I know, I mean, I'm not a marathoner, but the lovely woman sitting to my left is a marathoner. And I know what the prices of these marathons are. And Disney ones are extravagant compared to some of the other, some of the other races. So they certainly, and they, and they certainly don't have a problem filling them. I mean, people just flock to these Run Disney events. So they could easily, um, they could easily, you know, sell it out and and make a ton of money on it. So I could see, uh, I could see the the uh, you know the uh, bean counters at Disney thinking to themselves, you know, let's get another race involved somewhere. And how about and this? That's actually a, a good idea. I think that's uh, I think that could work. Um, you know, these marathons grind Disney to a halt, so it doesn't really matter if you're doing it through the parks or through the resorts. It's still going to be hard getting around while the while the races are going on. The resorts are gorgeous. They are really gorgeous, and they put so much theming into it. I, I would run the Disney resorts, and, and you in you know there's certain areas that you kind of run past them or by them. But then also think about all the people that are coming to watch their families, family members run. You would just position yourself to stay in one of those resorts. So maybe you don't stay in one of the offshoot hotels um, like my family did the last time I ran a race. Um, instead, you're like, well, you know, it, it says here that they're going to run through the Polynesian. Why don't we stay at the Polynesian so we can catch mommy running? I mean, I, I think it actually might... Uh, you're right. There, there would be some possible congestion, but honestly, they all have running trails. I mean, almost every resort now has a little tiny one mile or five k, because they all have kind of walking running trails through the resort. So I don't think you'd really have much of a traffic backup either. I mean, I th- you could probably do it so that it was certainly not as bad as when they do the Disney Marathon. I mean, the marathon itself, the the, the draw of it is that you're running through all four parks. Um, to some degree, if they did a resorts, I mean, you could limit it to like the, obviously the Magic Kingdom ones, the, you know, the monorail loop you'd want to incorporate and you'd want to incorporate maybe some of the ones over by Epcot. I think like the, the wilderness one, uh, you were with me, right? When we did that little mini racer group, um, from the campground, it actually has a running trail that goes from there mm-hmm. to what do they call it there, the wilderness lodge. Yeah, to the wilderness lodge. Right there. So I, these things are they're already in there. It's just connecting them. Sure. So, but I mean, yeah, you could do you could do like the the monorail loop and those over there by uh, by um, the Magic Kingdom, and then you could go you know go down towards towards Epcot and do some of those down there. And that would leave, like, for example, if you have no interest in racing or watching the runners, you know, we're near Animal Kingdom. You can go over there if that's what you want to do. <laughs> or, or Hollywood Studios. I mean, Hollywood Studios is right by Epcot, so that might be a little bit of a congestion. But, I mean, you could, you, I, think it would, I think you could do it where there would be less of a problem for non-running people um, getting stuck in bad traffic and things like that. Is it, so having run the races... 
Um, and it's not just the marathon, although the marathon, I felt like there was a lot of this, um, but the half marathons too, running from park to park, you're actually, a lot of your miles are out on the road. Mm -hmm. So that's traffic congestion for everyone trying to go into the parks. That's slowing those buses down because they're dropping down the lanes. So I, I, I don't think you would be causing any more congestion mm-hmm. than any other race of No, it wouldn't be more, that's for sure. But you could maybe do it where it would be less. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, I like that one. I think that one like I think you might actually win win that one. Um maybe. Oh. I think you got a good shot at it. You got a better chance at that than I do of Wakanda. Maybe not within the next year cuz they already start booking now. <laughs> well, I will like, tell you if they announced months. it like okay. this coming October okay. it's saying next year you would win. So we, you know, we'll we'll go with. I mean, if they announce, I mean, obviously, for example, if if for me to win like the uh, the trail in D- Dino Land, I mean, they were never going to build it this year. But if they announced it this year, I think I would. That, that would count as a yeah, point same thing for with me. An aquarium, yeah. Exactly. So uh, that's it. That's our wish list for uh, for Disney um, for this coming year. Hopefully, some of these come true. I'm really rooting for the roadie statue and the avatar water play area. People vote for which one had the better wish. No, we've never done that. We could do that. We could do that. Um, but no one ever wins. No, no, we never win. I, I think once Dave got one, right. Somehow I don't remember what it was. It's always oh. the little ones. If we get one, right. I know which one he has for like more theming of t-shirts. Oh, of course know. they had themed t-shirts. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, I thought mine, I thought your, well, technically yours, the, uh, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer scented oh. like D- Disney things was like a slam dunk. I mean, right. how, I mean, with COVID and people going in for, you know, really wanting hand sanitizers, it just seemed like had an obvious thing. But should have said themed masks. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, I bet they have those. I'm sure they do. I know they do actually. Well, anyway, that's our, uh, wish list for, uh, 2022, um, this is Safari Mike, and I'm joined, of course, by uh, at Raising Las Vegas, the marathon monster. We thank you both for, li- for, for, for all of you for listening. And I, just before we uh, go off, I want to uh, direct your attention one more time to our Tea Public store where we are making money for conservation. So check out our, um, our social media. My Twitter is at everyone. My Instagram is Safari underscore Mike. There's also Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is run by Dave. Um, but, but there's links to our T Public store and and both of the, all, all those uh, all those links all those uh, social media accounts. Sorry, um, but uh, for Christina, I thank you, Kwaharini, and go well. <laughs> Kwaku walufwa melako na kungungu na utukupu ata melele. Kwaku walufwa melako na kungungu na utukupu.